Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Living More Alive. This is a podcast where we talk about different health and wellness topics, and we discuss ways that you can live your life to the fullest. This week, we are getting into all things meal prepping, how to do it, how to be successful, how to plan ahead, all of that stuff. This is a question that I get asked a lot in many different ways. How do you prepare your meals? How do you know what to bring? How do you have time to make the meals? What do you bring to work? All of that kind of stuff. And I'm going to be answering all of those questions today. But before I get into that, I just want to talk about the amazing weekend that I had snowboarding. Now, I have to say I was pretty stressed going into it because I had had a busy weekend the week before and I didn't really have time to prepare meals for everybody and I was kind of in charge of all of that. So we did get there. We had food. We had to run to the store once, but it was a success overall and it was so much fun. So we went snowboarding in Vermont at Okimo Mountain for three days, well, four days really that we were there, but we snowboarded for three days and it was three full days and we were exhausted by the end because it is like, it's a workout, all right? And I, you know, I'm very active, I lift weights, but man, I was exhausted. We got fresh powder, we got like, I think it was almost a foot of fresh powder on the last day that we were there for a full day and that was so much fun. Super exhausting. When you fall in powder, it doesn't hurt, which is great, but you have to like dig yourself out to get back up. And then half the time your snowboard is buried. So you have to try and like unbury your snowboard. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. We did a lot of riding in the trees, which I had never done before, but I was pretty proud of myself. You know, I hit a lot of trees, but I also didn't hit a lot of trees. So I think that was a win, but it was just a lot of fun. I will say I am definitely paying the price this week. I'm sore, I'm pretty tired, but just getting back into my routines, making sure to drink my water, trying to do some stretching and some foam rolling to try to just get my muscles back into a place that they're ready to be stressed again. But it's just funny how when you do something different, like an activity that you don't do all the time, even if you're an active person, how it just stresses your muscles in a whole new way and hello, delayed onset muscle soreness. But yeah, it was a lot of fun and I'm glad that we went. I was, again, I was a little bit stressed beforehand, but definitely glad we went and it was so much fun and now it's just back to the grind of work, which thankfully I like my job, so not terrible to come back to, but always a little bit of an adjustment. But anyway, Without further ado, let's get into this meal prepping episode. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So the first thing that I think is super important is you have to kind of know your goals. So when you are thinking about how you're going to meal prep, how you're going to plan out your recipes, your meals, your food for the week, all of that, your grocery shopping, you have to know what you are going for. So for one, complete meal prepping can look a lot of different ways and it doesn't have to be, you know, chicken, rice, and broccoli every day for the rest of your life. Some people can eat the same meal every single day and be happy and satisfied and other people are like, I would die. So I think, you know, there's a lot of nuance to what meal prepping can look like. It doesn't mean those perfectly lined up Tupperware containers with the exact same meal in all of them. Um, And we'll get into that a little bit more. So knowing your goals 
Are you looking to improve your general health and well-being? Are you trying to lose some fat? Are you trying to gain muscle? Um, you know, what, what are you going for with your meals? Some people, it's a very casual, I just want to incorporate more healthy foods. I want to, I don't know, decrease the salt in my diet. I want to increase green leafy vegetables, whatever that looks like for you. That is important to define so you know what you're headed towards. Maybe it's just simply you want to eat out less and you don't really care specifically what the content of your meals are. You're just going to try and eat more whole foods at home. That is a great goal and that's something that obviously takes some prep. So the other thing that I think is important to know within your goals is are you going to track macros Are you going to track maybe just protein, which is one of the three macronutrients, or maybe you don't want to track at all? And again, that's just something that you need to define and know for yourself. And I just want to take the time here. I did another podcast episode where we kind of went into more specifics with macronutrients and nutrition in general. And I just want to say that tracking food is not for everyone. If you have a very specific goal, it can definitely help you get to that very specific goal. But for some people, the mindset behind it is a little bit tricky. Some people maybe will fall into binging habits, purging habits. Some people maybe will feel a little bit restrictive with their eating. I think it's really important to know yourself, know your tendencies. And some people, it's just not right for you. And that's okay. That doesn't mean you don't meal prep or you can't meal prep. You just have to do it in a different way. And so I do think though, it's a great tool. Even if you just track for a temporary amount of time, it's a great tool to know, are you getting the right nutrients in the right balance? And if you're not, you can make those adjustments while you're tracking. And that will be a habit that will likely tend to stick with you going forward. So The way that I find is the easiest for me when I'm kind of, you know, honing in on my goals and getting really specific is that it's easy to track individual ingredients much more so than a casserole or like a recipe where you kind of throw a bunch of stuff in together. It's still possible and doable, especially if you're going to repeat some of the same recipes over and over again. But what I typically like to do when I'm really honing in on tracking is I make a protein, I make a carb, I make a fat, and that way I can literally track those items in, you know, my fitness pal or macros plus or macro factor, whatever that, whatever your app is that you're using, it's easiest if you just make a protein, a carb, and a fat, and then you go from there. Now, again, if you're not tracking very specifically like that, don't worry about it. But I also think it's really easy for me to balance my meals when I do that too, because I just think, you know, am I getting one of these, each of these macronutrients? Great. I have a good balanced meal. (laughs) Um, So that's something that I do and I find is very helpful. And I want to take this time to do a very, very brief recap of macronutrients for anybody who has not listened to that previous episode. I do have an episode on nutrition. So if you want to kind of dive really deep into nutrition and not specific to more meal prep, then go back and listen to that episode. But there are three main macronutrients. There are carbohydrates, fats, and protein. And typically we kind of set a protein goal and then we will set a fat and a carb goal afterwards within a specific calorie goal. 
So typically, if you have a calorie goal and you know how many grams of protein you need, how many grams of carbs, and how many grams of fat, then you can divvy out your meals accordingly. And we know that one gram of protein and one gram of carbs equals four calories. And then fats, they actually have a bit more per gram, so one gram of fat will have nine calories. And that's how you kind of can add up if you have, you know, 12 grams of fat here, 10 grams of protein there, six grams of carbs there, then you know you just multiply by four or nine if it's fats, and then that's how many calories total that whole meal was there. Now that sounds like a wild meal, so I don't know. That was just a very random amount of numbers that I threw out there. But for instance, let's say you're just tracking chicken. So if you get a three ounce chicken breast, now that's gonna be less fat than say like chicken thigh, of you know, which is also chicken. Um, so three ounces of chicken breast, you weigh that out, it's three ounces. So that has 25.2 grams of protein, 4.6 grams of fat in it. And so the total calories of that chicken breast are 25.2, which is the protein, times four, and 4.6, which is the fat, times nine. Then you add those together, it's 150 calories. So some people get tripped up because you're weighing your food, but weighing a chicken breast and saying it's three ounces, it's not... You don't multiply that by four. You don't multiply that number in grams by four. You have to know how much protein and how much fat makes up that chicken breast. So again, like this is still an estimation because you can weigh out three ounces of chicken breast and if that's a really fatty chicken, it's probably gonna have more fat than protein according to you know the app that just estimates the amounts. But even though it's an estimation, it's better than not knowing at all and you can get pretty specific when you are tracking your macros. So anyway, I know that I said I would keep that pretty brief, so let's move on. So you have an idea, you know what your goals are, so plan ahead. This is extremely important, and I think you know this is where people get tripped up because it's 6.30 and they're like, I'm hungry, and there's nothing in the fridge, and nothing is made, and I have raw chicken breast, and I have no food, so I'm just gonna DoorDash or I'm gonna go out to eat or I'm gonna go grab something quickly at a, you know, fast food place or whatever. Um, And so planning ahead will keep you from getting into this position. First of all, planning ahead, plan what you're gonna get at the grocery store. So typically, I've heard this a long time ago and it's actually pretty true. Typically, the stuff that you want is gonna be on the outskirts of the grocery store. So maybe you start in produce, You work your way around to the outside. Meat is usually on the outside there somewhere. And then you head around towards like dairy and then you're out the door. So, you know, try to stay away from the middle section. Now, it's not a perfect science. There are maybe some sauces that you want or maybe the wraps are in one of the middle aisles or maybe you need some flour for your sourdough bread. I don't know. But typically, most of the things that you need for a good healthy diet are going to be on the outside of the grocery store. So for me, a typical list uh, when I go to the grocery store is going to look something like this. Now, it depends on the week, obviously. It depends on what I already have, what my plans are. But some of these things are my staples. So I usually do start out in the produce aisle and then go around. So I will have lettuce, bell peppers, cucumbers, carrots, 
broccoli, cauliflower, maybe some cauliflower rice, which typically I would find in like the frozen aisle. I'll grab some frozen mixed veggies, especially uh, during the winter time. I tend to lean a little bit more towards the frozen veggies because I just can't really find the fresh stuff and the produce doesn't look the greatest. So maybe frozen mixed medley of veggies, broccoli, peas, green beans, that kind of thing. So lots and lots of veggies. I will also maybe get some, I'll also get a ton of fruits. So apples, grapes, oranges, bananas, berries. So that includes blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, strawberries. Now, every time I go, I'm not getting all of these. I'll occasionally throw a pineapple in there. I've been throwing mangoes in there sometimes. Switch it up, you know, find what you like, but you can switch it up and and make it more interesting that way. And then I'll also grab maybe some avocados if I'm feeling really, you know, fancy and want to splurge. Onions, and then we like potatoes. We like the red skin potatoes specifically in this household, but we'll also grab sweet potatoes sometimes as well. And every once in a while, russet potatoes. Then, um, you know, I'll get rice. I'll get sauces as needed. So that different sauces that we like in this household are taco sauce, barbecue sauce, Italian dressing, We love balsamic vinegar here, hot sauce, of course, which um, let me know your favorite hot sauce because that is a debate that goes on a lot. We typically have Frank's. We also like Cholula, but it's a little pricey. So anyway, that's a side tangent. Then, uh, you know, we'll make our way around. We'll get any meat that we need. That could be chicken, beef, ground turkey, uh, pork. We like to do pork tenderloin for pulled pork, that kind of thing. And then we kind of make our way around. We'll grab, well, we get eggs at um, a little local farm near us, but the eggs are in this section if you get eggs at the grocery store. I'll also grab a thing of egg whites usually. Now, I do not demonize eggs. Eggs have so many different healthy nutrients in them. Yes, the yolks do as well. They have The yolk has a lot of fat, which is why some people say, oh, you shouldn't have the whole egg, but it has a lot of other good stuff in it too. So I will have eggs but it also does have a lot of fat. So sometimes that ratio just gets a little bit off for me. So if I need more protein versus fat, I'll throw some egg whites in there. Boom. It ups the protein comparatively and you're back in, you're, you know, back in balance. Um, Milk, yogurt, cottage cheese, bread is going to be in this aisle, but I make my own bread at home. And then wraps, peanut butter, coffee and coffee creamer also I get because we're big on coffee in this household. We love our coffee. So that's kind of a typical grocery list. I'm sure there's a couple things that maybe I forgot in there. We also sometimes will pick up like little tiny like flatbread pizza crusts and make pizzas on some nights, which I love to do. So that's kind of my typical grocery list. And so you'll notice like I have coffee creamer in there. Like that is not going to be the best for me. I don't get like the fancy coffee creamer. I get like coffee mate coffee creamer and you just kind of have to pick and choose sometimes. Maybe someday that's something that I will adjust and I will get, you know, maybe plain milk or make my own coffee creamer. I don't know, maybe someday, but for now I have a lot of veggies, a lot of fruits, and yes, I will splurge and get my fancy coffee creamer. Okay, so that is just your plan for the grocery store. So you came in with the list, you got just what was on the list, you bypassed those Oreos and those Doritos and those granola bars, you you know ignored all of those pre-made freezer meals, 
just look the other way, all right? Now you get home, now you should definitely have a plan on what you're gonna eat, what your meals are gonna be for each night. And I like to pre-track in my fitness pal or you know your macro tracking app of choice. And the reason I do that is because I can make sure that the day is balanced. If you don't pre-track, you might end up at dinner and be like, oh, I have you know, 300 calories left for my day, which is a bummer. Or you might be like, I need to eat 60 grams of protein and five grams of fat and five grams of carbs. That's gonna be a challenging balance to come out on top with. So again, typically for me, what this looks like is I want to have chicken, rice, and broccoli for this meal, and then I'm gonna make this cheeseburger with spaghetti squash and pickles for this meal. And for breakfast, I'm gonna have yogurt and berries. And then I like track that out and then I say, okay, so I need this much chicken and this much rice and this much broccoli. And I'll make adjustments as needed and say, you know what, at the end of the day, it looks like I don't quite have enough protein. Oh, I didn't have enough protein for that lunch. I'll add in an egg and some egg whites. Boom, I got my protein. So that's how I kind of look at it and then you can kind of, you know, cheat a little bit and reuse that day on another day for the week. So, you know, even if it's reusing that lunch or just reusing the breakfast, whatever it looks like, you can kind of copy and paste some of those days into other days and you don't have to rethink everything all the time. And once you do this a few times, you'll have your staple six, eight meals that you always make for dinner or and your four meals that you always eat for lunch or, or whatever that looks like. And that way you're not constantly having to recalculate and refigure and you'll have a plan. The other thing I like to do, especially when I am on like in a cutting phase is I plan out desserts because I like to have something sweet. So I add it into my macros and this could be something as simple as yogurt with some dark chocolate, you know, um, dark chocolate shavings and berries. Love that. I was just recently on a cut. I had that all the time. High in protein, little bit of sweet, perfect. Maybe it's a smoothie. Maybe it's a little small portion of your favorite sweet, whether that's, I don't know, a chocolate chip cookie. You kind of have to figure out what you can kind of fit into this life. Now, I want to caution because there is this whole if it fits your macros thing, and I, I'm very much against that. But I do think that a little bit of refined sugar here and there, it's not the end of the world if you have a little bit of refined sugar here and there, especially if it's diminished from what your normal intake is, steps in the right direction, I am totally happy with. I also think it's important if you do have very specific goals to plan ahead and know that you're gonna be out with friends on that Friday. So kind of plan your meals accordingly and think, oh, I'll probably have a little bit more fat and carbs. So throughout the day, I'll really focus in on protein and get my veggies in just so that I'm really prepared to go into this meal. And you know, if your goals are more relaxed, you certainly don't have to be crazy and, and be like, oh, I'm gonna plan out my meals and hit my protein goals before going out with friends. Maybe your goal is just to eat out less. And so, you know, the rest of that week, just don't eat out until that Friday because you know you're going out with your friends. That is a win. It doesn't matter that that day you didn't hit your, 
you know, you were over on your carb goals and you were over on your fat goals and you were under on your protein. Oh, well, you're living your life. No big deal. But I do think that you want to just think ahead to what your goals are. And if your goal is to not eat out every single night on that week or maybe eat out twice a week, if you already ate out once that week, think ahead and say, you know what? I ate out once. I got to really plan my meals so that I'm ready for Friday and I don't feel guilty for going out for the third time that week when my goal was two times a week. So just little things like that. The other thing I highly recommend is freezing meals. If you know you're gonna be busy, freeze stuff ahead of time. I have so many things that I just throw in the freezer. Like I mentioned, I make my own bread at home. I have a bread maker, so it makes it much easier to make bread ahead of time, so I'm not that crazy, but I will make a couple different loaves and I'll just throw some in the freezer, and that way, when we're running low, I just pull one out of the freezer and boom, we've got it. The other thing I make a ton of is chicken. I will throw chicken in the crock pot overnight. So little little hack, throw it in the crock pot while it's frozen, let it sit overnight. When By the time you wake up, it's ready to shred. You shred it up, take some in your meal, freeze the rest. And if you do that two nights in a row, you have a ton of chicken stored up in your freezer for when you're busy in the future and you're like, crap, I didn't make a protein. Well, good news is you have shredded chicken in the freezer. It's very quick to thaw and you can make a ton of different recipes with it. So I do that with chicken. I do that with soups. I do that with pork. Um, I'll do that with ground beef, ground turkey, so many different things. Like, And if you're doing that with like ground turkey, for instance, I will often just quickly saute up some ground turkey that I bought at the store and then just throw it in a freezer bag, throw it in the freezer. And so that way... You have ground turkey for, maybe you wanna make like a stuffed pepper recipe. Pull out your ground turkey and mix it with some tomato sauce and put it in a pepper and (laughs) throw some spices on it and boom, you've got yourself a nice little meal that didn't take very long to make. So that's definitely helpful. And, And I think, again, this is planning ahead. You know you're gonna have a busy week ahead. The week before, make a lot of extra meals and throw them in the freezer. The other thing is, we kind of talked a little bit about this, but I'll do crock pot meals all the time. And so I, that pulled chicken that I made, I can make enchiladas, I can make chicken wraps, I can make chicken on a salad, I can make a spicy Thai meal, I can make balsamic chicken, barbecue chicken, a burrito bowl. That chicken can be so many different things. I will make soups, which I've been really into this winter. So I'll just add a ton of veggies. You can alter the soup based on what your goals are for that meal. So maybe you need to limit your carbs so you don't add as much potatoes in that soup. Maybe you need to you know, add more protein so you add way more meat than you normally would. Maybe it's the other way and you need actual, you needed the carbs so you throw more uh, potatoes in or you throw more noodles in. The great part about making your meals at home is that you can tailor it exactly to your goals. And soup is actually a great way. If you're one of those people that really dislikes vegetables typically, I think that soup and veggies is just an easy like hidden thing. So I make a really good chicken gnocchi soup. If I brag about myself a little bit here, and I will throw in all sorts of vegetables in there and you don't even notice it because it's so yummy and spices go a long way. So. Throw some veggies in your soup and you'll be eating them without even realizing it. I'll also make like a Zupa Toscana with sausage. I'll make chicken noodle soup, things like that. 
And then ground beef. So I will make tacos, I'll make enchiladas. You can mix it with eggs and add some hot sauce. I do like a cheeseburger in a pie plate, which is like ground beef over a bed of spaghetti squash and you put some cheese and um, pickles on top, really good. And you can do similar meals with ground turkey too if you want, which is maybe just something else to eat. It can be lower in fat. You can do stuffed peppers. There's so many things that you can, chili, all sorts of different things. And then seafood. So I like shrimp now. I am newly into shrimp. So we'll do, you know, Cajun shrimp. We'll do shrimp on the grill. Shrimp is great because it's really high in protein. It's low in fat and it's low calorie overall because it's low fat and it's mostly protein. Other fish, um, maybe salmon, tuna, whatever floats your boat there. And then veggies are super important. So if you make a ton of veggies ahead of time, throw in a whole bag of broccoli, boil it on the stovetop. You know, I like to make roasted broccoli, especially in the summer with fresh broccoli, cauliflower, green beans, peppers, peas, carrots, okra, lentils, zucchini, squash, whatever that is, just make a bunch of vegetables and have them in your fridge prepared and ready to go. If things are prepared, you're so much more likely to eat them. And then lettuce, mixed greens, get something with spinach, something with kale, all those different, you know, little grassy things, something that adds nutritional value. So preferably not iceberg lettuce, preferably something with some other types of lettuce. Now, hopefully that gave you some ideas of meal ideas and things that maybe you should have on hand. And the other thing that's super important when you are sort of meal prepping, trying to make more meals at home is have a ton of Tupperware. Recently, we had switched over to glass Tupperware as well, just because I'm trying to have less things that are plastic, less plastic utensils, less plastic storage, mixing bowls, all of that stuff. Cutting boards, that's a big one. I'm like, we're literally cutting up little tiny, little tiny particles of plastic into our meals. So anyway, that's a tangent again but have Tupperware on hand because you're gonna need a lot of it, especially if you are bringing meals to work, if you are keeping leftovers in Tupperware containers, you're gonna just go through Tupperware like crazy. Make sure it's something that's able to go into the dishwasher because you're gonna be washing a ton of Tupperware. And the thing with glass Tupperware that's nice, you can heat it up, no problem, in the microwave. And we get little chalk markers or like glass markers and we'll write down the date that the Tupperware went into the fridge. And that way we know when it's old, when it's out of date and it needs thrown away. No more relying on the smell test to determine if it's edible. And that brings me to another point is if you really are trying to eat healthier and make more food at home, start getting used to leftovers. You're gonna have to get used to leftovers. I know there are so many people out there who are so against leftovers, but I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say it. You're gonna eat the same Chick-fil-A sandwich over and over again, but you're not gonna eat that meal that you made at home twice in a week. Come on, come on now, you can do it. So I'm gonna have a little tough love and say, get used to leftovers. And the, the nice thing is it doesn't have to look the same every single time. So if you have leftovers that are chicken and rice and some random vegetable or something, you can make a wrap or you can make a salad bowl or you can, I don't know, throw it into a pepper and make a little pepper boat or just, just switch it up. If you have these little ingredients, 
switch it up, find a way to make it interesting and different. Maybe add a different sauce on it or throw some cheese on it here and there. Like whatever it takes to make it edible for you, get used to those leftovers. <laughs> and finally, my last little few tips here. I have some staple meals that I tend to make frequently. And like I said earlier, like I'll switch it up with some different veggies, some different sauces, but find these meals that you love, that you know are healthy, that leave you nourished, feeling energized, that are just good for you. And, you know, stick to those staples. Maybe have a couple nights open for those more experimentation recipes, those Pinterest recipes, the things that take a little bit longer are more elaborate. But if you have something that you know is working, that you know you like, have those staples and just keep them on rotation. And for me, like I know sometimes it's like the same three meals that I'm rotating and then the next week all of a sudden I find a new one and now that one's a new one for the rotation and one of the other ones falls off. And you know, six months down the road, it's three completely different meals that I'm rotating with. And that's all right, like find the ones that work, enjoy them while you enjoy them, switch it up if you need to. And the other final thing I will say is have your go-to what I call fill-ins. So when you are really getting specific with your meal prepping and you're really specific with your macro goals, have things that you know you can use to kind of fill in the gaps where your macros aren't quite aligning. And what I mean by that is like when you are low on protein, you know, knowing, oh, I can have this thing of yogurt and that will get me up by... 10, 15 grams, whatever it is, or I am low on carbs. Well, I can have this piece of bread with some banana and that will get me to the goal and it doesn't have too much fat or whatever that looks like. Have those staple fill-ins. Like for me, a lot of times I will use chicken to fill in if I'm a little bit low or I'll use eggs. Like I know eggs have six grams of protein, but They also have some fat in them, so you have to be careful there. Like, don't go over on the fat. And again, this is for when you have very specific goals. I don't want it to sound like you have to be this rigid all the time. That's something that I definitely want to get across. You don't have to be this rigid. Like, this is me. First of all, I'm a perfectionist, recovering perfectionist. Second of all, I am not like this by any means all the time. I did do a cut, in which case I was very specific, And it helps me build habits and remind myself where my protein should, you know, how much protein I should be taking in. But right now I'm not on a cut and I'm certainly not weighing all my food. I'm not getting crazy about, you know, the fat versus the protein. I'm certainly thinking like, oh, I should really add more protein in this meal because it's a little bit low. But that's a good habit to have and that's a good thing to be thinking about and how to balance your meals to nourish your body properly but I'm not gonna weigh my food for the rest of my life. And I don't think anybody really wants to do that. So I do think like this sounds a little bit crazy, but I will say that when you do start to measure out your food and think about your macros and track that, after some time, one, it becomes more natural, and two, you just pick up really good habits that when you do stop tracking your macros, these habits will probably stick with you. You'll learn what a good portion size for your protein goals, what that looks like. You'll learn that maybe you shouldn't have four eggs every time you eat eggs. Maybe add some egg whites in there sometimes. Maybe you do want four eggs here and there, and that's okay. And you learn what a good, you know, you learn how satisfying a good 
solid protein heavy dessert is. Like my yogurt with berries and some chocolate, I still eat that as dessert sometimes because it's so good. So the moral of all of this is plan ahead, go into the grocery store with a plan, know what your goals are, and plan your meals according to those goals specifically. Freeze meals if you have to. Think about how you can switch up the food that you already have in your fridge to make a new meal. Have lots of Tupperware on hand and kind of have your go-tos and that way you already have them tracked. You know exactly what the macronutrients are. And also the last thing I just wanna say is have fun with it. Pick out a new vegetable that you've literally never eaten and see how you can cook it and make it taste good. Find a crazy fruit that looks bizarre that you have to like look up how to cut into and how to actually prepare and like, do I eat the seeds or don't I? Like, do I peel this? How do I peel this? Like things like that that I think are just so fun. This exotic fruit that you've never tried before. Make it fun. Add new spices to your meals. Just have a good time. Food is so interesting and there's so many unique recipes out there and crazy ways to combine things. So have fun with it and I'm sure that it will make the whole process more enjoyable and easier to stick with. So that is all for the episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I think it'll be really helpful if you're new to meal prepping or you just need a refresher. This was just something that I definitely feel like a lot of people were asking about, so I wanted to make a good comprehensive meal prepping podcast episode. So if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review, five stars if you really loved it, write me a little review, talk about what you enjoyed about it, what you learned, what you took away, and as always guys, go and live your life to the fullest today, do something that makes you feel alive. Thanks for listening. Bye.